Hello, this is Father Randy Sly with another installment of Day by Day, where each day we take a look at a reading from Holy Scripture found in the Daily Mass. And today is Friday of the 31st week in Ordinary Time, but today is also the memorial for Pope St. Leo the Great, a doctor of the Church. And I would encourage you to take some time today and learn about this great saint. He truly has been used by God in a previous time in history to really bring about great teaching and great stability in the life of the church around the world. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, A rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, What is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship, because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, What shall I do now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do, so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. He called in his master's debtors one by one. To the first he said, How much do I owe my master? He replied, One hundred measures of olive oil. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Sit down and write one for fifty. Then to another he said, And how much do you owe? He replied, One hundred cores of wheat. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Write one for eighty. And the master commended the dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, probably there is not a parable in Scripture that has more confusion and brought more sense of head-scratching than this particular one. Because on the surface, it would look like Jesus is uh, encouraging his disciples to act in an immoral manner like this immoral steward. And the dishonest steward uh, basically not only had been uh, squandering the property of his uh, master, but before he left, he did it even more intentionally and set himself up for the future. And so, again, on the surface, it would look like, well, is Jesus affirming uh, the, the immoral actions, the dishonest actions of this steward? Well, no, not really. There's a, a deeper truth here that I think we can get to that actually makes a lot of sense. And it's basically a comparison by opposites. Jesus is comparing the worldliness and the immoral actions of this steward to those of good and moral people, but challenging the good and moral people that there's something to be learned even from those that aren't living this way. In other words, that in some cases, these worldly people might be better at planning for the future than you are as righteous individuals. 
As he said at the very end, the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. Now let's look at the parable. The parable is uh, really an interesting one. You have a steward. He's been squandering his master's property. We don't know what he did with it. We don't know if it was for his own benefit or if he just was careless. It really doesn't say. But it, what it talks about it is what he does as he gets ready to settle the accounts and turn in the books to his master before he's fired. He already knows he's gone. He knows he's done for. He also knows that he's not strong enough for manual labor, and he's too prideful to beg. So what's he going to do? He says, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make others indebted to me. And that's just exactly what he did. And they were indebted in two ways. First of all, uh, these debtors to the master had their actual debt reduced by this dishonest steward. So the burden was less on them in terms of what they owed the steward's master. So they were indebted to him for lowering their burden. And so they might be uh, more inclined to welcome him into their homes to uh, not only eat a meal, but maybe to stay for a while. We don't know what the actual uh, motivation there in terms of how much dependence. But there's something else that the steward did. These debtors wrote their own promissory notes. He gave them the one, the original one, and told them to write another. What he did is he made each debtor complicit in the dishonesty. So given uh, that they might not uh, want to open their homes to him and welcome him because of his generosity, they might want to open them their homes to him out of blackmail. That he could actually go to the master and said, well, let me tell you what these debtors did. And again, so they're really, really in a bind. And again, what he is pointing to is, it isn't that his actions were moral. They were immoral. They were dishonest. They were unethical, whatever adjectives you want to use. But he did intentionally work toward planning for the future. And what he's talking about here with the children of light is that those who are following after God need to be just as diligent in making provision for the future. Now, making provision for the future for them might be somewhat different, and that is they need to keep their lives ordered toward God in order that in eternity they might be welcomed into his presence, that the faith that they have had to be invested and continued to be utilized in the future. And so all of the plans that they make for life have to be made on the basis that they desire to live out faithfully their relationship with God no matter what. And so all of their decisions, all of their priorities, everything needs to be ordered toward that intent, that they too would look at the future and make plans that would intentionally align their lives with the purposes of God for all eternity. And that's really an important concept when you think of it, that here we have within Scripture uh, a very dishonest person 
but one who planned for his future, how much more should we, as followers of Jesus, as children of the light, make plans for eternity now? So may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, practically, what does this look like? And uh, I I think that the best way to understand this is to think about the fact that the inevitability of this steward being fired is the same as the inevitability of our death, that there will come to each and every one of us the ending of our life here on earth. And if we just live our lives each day thinking, well, you know, when it gets closer to the time when I'm going to go and be with the Lord, I'll begin to straighten out my life. I'm, I'll, I'll wait till then. I'm not going to worry about it now. I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to kind of live my life as I want to. But later on, I'm going to get really serious about my relationship with God. And then suddenly we find our lives taken from us through accidents or illness, whatever, not knowing that that will be, in fact, our day of accountability with the Lord. So the children of light need to be just as purposeful, that right now I need to begin to align my life, purpose my life. I need to direct my intentions toward those things which will bring about in me that that faith, that strength, and that abiding relationship with Jesus Christ that was first initiated perhaps at my baptism. And perhaps I kept going for a while, went through confirmation, continued to live for God, but then kind of just kind of cooled off, perhaps. Well, now is a good day for us to return to him and to begin again getting ready to follow him each day that whenever our time comes, we will, in fact, be ready to be with the Lord for all eternity. So may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.